Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media. I just punched my mic. Uh, Good start. Let's start this over. I don't know where I was. Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies and TVs and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Heck Matt. All right, Matt, what should people do? <laughs> like, subscribe, tell a friend. I also realized that I said movies and TVs and comics I today. Know. I put yeah. the and in there. Yep. Fuck. Uh, what should people do this week? People should definitely tell a friend, because that's always important. Yep. Uh, I said Gmail last week, but I'm going to say it again. Hey, remember, because... if we get four people on com- the comment fucking thing, then we'll do a 12-hour episode. It's... We don't want to do the 12-hour episode, but you guys like to see us suffer, because that's what humor is in this world. Yep. So if you want us to suffer, you don't even have to listen to the episode, honestly. You just have to get other people to. Just get, like... Just, Speaking it's just, of suffering. Like, maybe we'll break it up into chunks, so that they're actually, like, palatable... <laughs> episodes but it's a 12 hour episode if you get people to comment on if you get new people to comment on some of our episodes fucking yeah do that shit yep assholes nope <laughs> <laughs> hit up our gmail though uh because we got as i said game of thrones final season and endgame coming out this month and we want to hear all your fan <gasps> game theories of thrones. <laughs> one more week one, one more week. week oh my god one more week one more week from today fucking hell dude week in a few hours all right well what you been up to uh whoa ha turn it around on you uh well i finished all of letter kenny which well uh i don't know if i mentioned that on this yet i don't know if you have uh so letter kenny is a hulu series it's a crave original series i don't know what crave is but it's on hulu okay um it is a show about canadian hicks uh, fun. very liberal canadian hicks they're not like you know fucking racist people the, there's a lot of stuff covering that like it, there's literally a there's like a fight scene in every episode mm-hmm. um and it's just slow. so basically the premise is you got like the few main characters you got wayne you got uh wayne daryl uh katie which is wayne's sister and squirrely dan are kind of the four like people that you follow everywhere mm-hmm. there's a whole like cast of characters and they're all very diverse people and it's uh wayne is the toughest guy in letter kenny letter kenny there are five thousand people in letter kenny and these are their problems so it's just kind of like slice of life issues in a small town in, mm-hmm. in ontario sounds like a lot of fun um it's so much fun there's a fight everything every time uh uh wayne is the toughest one in the in the in the town so like he'll like be leading an army of people and there's an episode where there's a fight it's them beating the fuck out of nazis <laughs> like they're literally nazis <laughs> like the tiki torches and everything okay um and it's it's so much fun it's the the recurring jokes are great like i showed you a couple mm-hmm. like cold opens of it yeah. you thought it was enjoyable yep. it's the whole show is like that it's just yep. there's a couple uh episodes but for the most oh, part sure. every episode's pretty funny yeah. um might yeah dig, might dig into that after i'm caught up on brooklyn Nine Nine. it's pretty good to binge uh they're like 22 20 like they're right. 30 minute episodes there's six episodes in a season there's six seasons oh so it's not long nothing uh, and then there's one um like holiday special episode per season okay. uh so yeah no it's really good Fun. and and you'll you'll pick up on the on the things they say and then you'll find yourself just saying it like when when someone's doing something wrong you're just like fucking figure it out <laughs> figure it out <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think that's pretty much all I've done. I've been working on a lot of group projects, and that's all this week is going to be. Mm-hmm. It's working on group projects. Sounds and like a delightful good time. Assisting one of my coworkers who needs to take a break. 
<laughs> Good lord, I got an email from her at three in the morning. That's and then another one at nine in the morning. <laughs> that's a that's an issue right there. Yeah. Yeah. There's some stuff at the office up north that <laughs> there's some like overworked culture up there. So yeah. she needs a break. So I've been trying to help her out. I worked yesterday. I worked today. I'm gonna work today a little bit. Okay. So that's what I've been up to. Cool. What have you been up to? God, it's so weird to do it in this order. Yep. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Well, I finished Umberla Academy. Umberla. I t- mis- I had a typo in my notes and I left it. Okay. Um, and what did you think? Uh, well, it didn't get worse for me. Yeah. It was just. It's. I like it so much. And I just. I. I can't figure out what you see in it. Uh. I think it's just the the twist on a superhero genre. Yeah. Like, cause it, it, like, what I said was not inaccurate. Like, my description of it, like, it's, it's, it's really out there. It gets mm-hmm. fucking crazy in season eight or in episode eight. A little bit. Um, where you're just like, fucking, what just happened? Um, and it's not all about the superhero things. Right. It's kind of just like everyone going, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. And then there's just one kid that just kills everybody. Yep. Well, you could con- you could take that in multiple contexts of the episode or of the show, mm-hmm. but I definitely yeah. meant five when yeah. he shows up and just kills a bunch of people like all the time. Always, yeah. So that's not a spoiler, but but yeah, I like. There's a lot of really interesting ideas in there, and sort of the basic story would probably be really good if I cared enough about any of the characters. Mm-hmm. But just everyone's a cliche. And everything they say is cliches or exposition. And it's just, it's so hard to get invested. And then the effects are bad and the cinematography is a mess. It's either too murky where you can't see anything or everything's just in these sort of this awkward midpoint where it doesn't want to know if it, it doesn't know if it wants to be garish and brightly colored or just sort of normal. Uh And it's just, I think to me, I think that's kind of the point. It like, it does that depending on which character you're looking at. Yeah. Because, like, they're all so – it kind of accents the fact that they all went their separate ways. Mm-hmm. Um, the – like, so you have um, – oh, God, it's been so long and I'm fucking exhausted right now. I'm not going to try to come up with examples. But, like, so not knowing what tone you want, I think it was more of, like, they tried to make it different tones at different times. Okay. Depending on what was going on. Yeah. Well, that's an attractive idea, but it just totally doesn't work in practice. Okay. Um. All right. Yep. So it wasn't wasn't your thing. Nope. So take that, people, with a grain of salt. Like, just kind of make your own opinions. Yep. We're not we're not telling. Well, I mean, we're recommending. I'm recommending it. You're not recommending I'm it. Not. So if you like good writing, stay away. What? It's just <laughs> you, dick. <laughs> uh, I also finally got back to Punisher season two. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. After a hiatus, I watched one episode and was like, we're five episodes in, and we could probably be one episode in and have the oh, same man. the same plot. It is really slow. Uh, and, the, the you know, I'm, I'm reasonably invested in what's going on, and uh, there's a couple of really good action sequences, and uh-huh. one really not great one. Yeah. It, they just... There's one hand-to-hand one that's really excellent, but then as soon as he breaks out a gun, it kind of forgets what good action looks like. Uh, I think because 
shooting action is completely different from hand-to-hand action and if you try and treat them the same yep that was gonna it's gonna be feel real artificial there's a there's an interesting comment i watched someone make uh i watched someone make a comment yep it's probably a youtube it was a youtube video and they were talking about how people like realistic like military gun maneuver kind of stuff Mm -hmm. like you don't like, man, I'm trying to think of what the what the example was. Like, having someone just barge in, guns blazing, isn't really that fun. No. But like watching a team people like of people stealthily kind of like like mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you ever watched Seal Team Six. No. Uh, do you know what that movie is? No. It's so. I believe, and I could be very wrong about this. They had the actual or an actual Seal Team play the, and it was about Seal Team Six okay. killing Bin Laden. Um, and then actual SEAL team, I can't remember if it was the actual SEAL team six, mm-hmm. uh, that were, you know, declassified or right. like a, it was, but it wasn't actors and you could fucking tell yeah. like this was, this was way back when, like before I was able to identify good acting and not, mm-hmm. I could see that it was not good acting, mm-hmm. but it was authentic because it was right. real. And just watching the stealth and them do this stuff was fascinating. Yeah. And I'm noticing that a lot that the best gun-based action scenes are the ones where there's technique used and it's not just running in with two machine guns on either hand just like mowing people down yeah because that's not fun my go-to for the best gun battle in film is the like the opening fight i guess it's not in the opening but like the first fight in black hawk down because like they have a helicopter that gets shot down and they have to land and like rescue survivors and stuff and it's just utter chaos and no one none of the soldiers know what's going on but they're trying to assemble and like form up into Mm. like these tactics and figure out what's going on and at the same time the viewer understands what's going on but there's so many things going on that it feels chaotic and it's just really well done marvel has perfected the difference between a gunfight and a fist fight yeah like especially with all the captain america the stealth stuff all that the gun Mm -hmm. stuff is very well done right and then you got the fist fight stuff, like, fucking between Captain America and the Leaper. Like, that shit is great. Mm-hmm. Also, why did I go with the Leaper one in that? In the movie, that's not the standout <laughs> fist fight. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But watching John Bernthal just run around the dark woods, <laughs> and suddenly he appears behind someone and shoots him in the head. It just, like... What's the point? I'm going to skip ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you do that thing where you have, like, if you're watching YouTube on your phone, you can just double tap the right side of the screen. Just yeah. s- skip 10 seconds, skip 10 seconds, skip 10 yeah. seconds. But um, but I'm, I'm, I am kind of excited to see more because they're doing – it seems like they're doing something really cool with uh, one of the characters from the first season. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to see where that goes. Cool. All right. Um, oh, wow. I just started thinking about what I've been up to. <laughs> damn it you're trained. messing me up um yeah all right uh we have a couple comments from gage okay Let's uh, hear them. the first one i don't know what the context was so i'm not gonna bother second one was on the he was just he just correct corrected me we said zach levi disappeared i forgot he was in thor oh yeah he's one of the warriors three for thor 2 and yeah. ragnarok yeah. and he also did tangled but okay you, you but don't, you don't see, him. see him yeah, yeah. also i haven't seen tangled <laughs> but yeah no i forgot he took over for uh what's his uh face? who was the other guy was it the guy that played farmir i don't think so the guy that I'm played gonna... farmir was in something he was in iron fist yes that's what it was okay i'm actually gonna look this up real quick yeah i can't remember who 
I don't even remember the fucking guy's name. Yeah. He's no. the guy that has the, the mace, and he likes to hit people with maces. Let's see. Um, Stand by. We are Fandral? researching. Uh, Josh Dallas. Josh Dallas. What else has he been in? Zootopia. He played Frantic nope. Pig. <laughs> Frantic Pig. <laughs> Interesting. Did he leave Thor for Zootopia? What a step down, dude. Uh, I mean, you don't leave a movie in 2011 to go work in a movie in 2016. That's not... Well, you know, sometimes know. you do if you're... Works. Dumb. Uh, he... Oh, he plays... He's in Once Upon a Time. He plays Prince nope. Charming. I haven't seen it. I've seen a couple episodes over people's shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, nothing right. huge. So. Yep. If you have to start digging, then obviously it's not. Yeah. <laughs> not, not anything big, but... Oh, yeah. So that was a correction on us. We said he disappeared, but he is in Marvel. Right. <laughs> Pretty big. Yep. Not big, big, but... He had, like, two lines. Yeah. So, yeah. No, yeah. he's... An, uh, that's another Marvel actor going over to DC. Huh. Forgot about that. Yeah. Look at him go. Making a step up. Becoming Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Marvel. All <laughs> 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 right. All right. News. News. <sighs> we want to start with news, or you want to get to go into the trailers? Uh, I've just got a couple of little things. So let's go right into this trailer. All right. Joker trailer. I didn't watch it again. You know what? I'm going to watch it again right now. Okay. All, All right. right. So I just watched it. We're back. We're back. Nothing happened to you guys. Um. All right. So I'm going to start by saying that, holy shit, Joaquin Phoenix can act. Yeah. We haven't even seen the fucking movie. Yeah. And he's just going to... He's going to explode the screen with his face and words. Just that little <laughs> smile he does the very first shot we yeah. see him. Oh. The laugh is a perfect Joker laugh. Yep. Like, he de- he definitely took... M- I can hear 75% Mark Hamill, 25% Heath Ledger. That was about what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, you get more of the crazy, but also the kind of, like, eh, maniacal. Like, right. Um, I watched it the first time very subjectively with my expectations of what i expect from you know a dc accurate movie Mm -hmm. and i was very disappointed just kind of like fuck they're gonna make joker a sympathetic villain which i'm not backing down on it looks like they're gonna make him a sympathetic villain like kind of i mean just giving you the path that he takes to insanity will help you understand they're trying to make you understand what led him to that that's that's not in the spirit of the joker the spirit of the Joker is the like the unknown, right? Like, and I was talking, I was talking about this with our friends yesterday. That this is another one of those examples that Joker is the antithesis of Batman, where Batman has contingency plans for fucking everything. Mm-hmm. You see him make these plans. He talks about it all the time. He's like, "This is scenario eight thousand two hundred forty-three alpha, like where mm-hmm. I have to like dislocate my arm and blah blah blah." Do that. You see that. You see how much knowledge he has, like the way the world works. Then you have him fight the Joker, and Batman's like, I'm going to thwart him now. This is it. This is how I fix it. And then the Joker like has three different backup plans, seemingly. Yeah. And you're like, how does he plan for the Batman? And it's just – it's it's controlled chaos. We've talked about that a lot. Yeah. And just this, this unnerving level of how does he know what's happening? Mm-hmm. How does he have such control over what's going on right now? Mm-hmm. And it's terrifying. That's what makes him a terrifying villain, mm-hmm. a good villain. Like with Dark Knight, you just see him like all of these pieces of a plan that he, it seems like he's had years to plan. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he probably didn't. It was probably like it could be chaos. It could just be him doing things phenomenally well, like winging it. Yeah. Or he has been planning it for a decade. Yeah. 
but watching him like i've been saying this since they announced it a joker origin story is not something we need right so what i'm gonna say is i think the second half of this movie is going to be very very good when it comes to accuracy with the characters okay. i think if you disregard the the fact that his name is arthur mm-hmm. uh I keep wanting to say Arthur Curry, and I'm like, nope, or Arthur White, and I'm like, nope, I don't know what his last name is. Um, Fleck. Huh? Fleck. Arthur Fleck? Fleck. All right, Arthur Fleck. Uh, You disregard that first half where you see what leads him to this, like giving him a mom, Mm -hmm. uh, letting him, like, go through therapy as this normal person because he definitely went to see Mm -hmm. Arlene Quinzel (laughs) as Joker. Um, And then you just skip to, like, probably – mid to late act two mm-hmm. where he has attracted mobs of people in clown outfits just wanting chaos that is very accurate to the comics he does that he just attracts like the um uh the i can't remember what the name of the, they've kind of changed the name of the gang multiple okay. times but he kind of just has this like cult following of people that like chaos and that is clearly in that trailer mm-hmm. um just him kind of like chilling out like my life's a comedy like that's that's pretty accurate like just kind of that scene of him jumping down the stairs kind of Mm -hmm. enjoying life almost Mm -hmm. is accurate and i totally see that the later chunk of this of this movie is going to be very good when it comes to like subjective accuracy of the comics Mm -hmm. however the lead up to it is going to be skewing the knowledge of the of the casual fan base similar to what cw does and we all know how i feel about cw <laughs> um so that's my opinions on it okay um i i definitely agree with your core thesis that joker works best as an unknown force of nature type guy yep. where you don't know where he's coming from uh that being said i think that there are still a few interesting directions that could take this mm-hmm. like last second reveal that it's just him telling his own story and it's all that's always a i mean there's two ways that this that i think this could go and mm-hmm. satisfy like me to the full extent mm-hmm. one is that mm-hmm. it's like it's at the very end and he's just like in his costume and he's like so yeah that's where i come from and then it may, maybe cuts to like dude if it cuts to margot robbie <laughs> and she just goes bullshit like <laughs> just says that that would be a phenomenal ending. Oh, that'd be great. That would be one. That would be great because then it like it lets the universe kind of still be together. Mm-hmm. It's her as actual Harleen Quinzel, like mm-hmm. pre that. Right. It basically exclusively cuts out Jared Leto as Joker, or they could att- uh, attempt that three Joker thing, but that would get very confusing. That would get messy. Um, and then the other way that they could do it is the way that I think the Boba Fett thing happens, where you get this Boba Fett. Or you mm-hmm. get this Joker story, and then he's just like, I'm the Joker! And then you see a crowbar come out from outside of the screen, and it's a <laughs> different guy named Joker going, and like, like Mark Hamill's voice going, fucking poser, and like, walks away. <laughs> like, that's the that's the one, because it's not rated R, it's PG-13, right? It's R. Oh, is it? It is R? Yeah. Oh, okay, so you can say fucking I'm poser. Pretty, I'm pretty sure. Like, he just kills uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, and it's the actual Joker, and he's like, fucking poser. <laughs> Alright, I don't think it's a officially are but okay, it looks still... like they're aiming for it they're putting it under their black label movie thing really they're like calling it black label i think so interesting we talked about this did we yeah 
They're starting like a, it's like their little offshoot of just one-off things. Well, but are are they actually putting it under Black Label? I think so. I don't think they're doing it because Vertigo never became a movie thing. All the, like the Watchmen and V for Vendetta and all that stuff I, that might, wasn't under it Vertigo. It might not be called Black Label. Uh oh, like DC Dark or DC Black or something like that. Well, DC Dark would have been the magic stuff. So that uh, I'm looking at an article from the summer. Uh, that says DC's non-DCEU movie label will kick off with the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie and could end up being called DC Dark or DC Black. Okay, they might the be idea, going black. It's a yeah, it's a sub franchise that allows us room for directors to come in and make one-off DC movies. All right, so that okay, I didn't know that. We talked about this. Did we explicitly? On I never this podcast. pay attention to this podcast. <laughs> How long have we been doing this podcast? This episode seventy-seven, seventy-seven yeah. episodes. I don't remember. Yep. <laughs> or seventy-six episodes. I don't remember. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's then. Then I. The problem with that is like, if you're going to be running that simultaneously with the actual universe, mm-hmm. that's something you can do in the comics because people in comics can people who read the comics understand that. Mm-hmm. Like the people who are reading, they will see the black label thing and they'll be like, like they'll read. You'll read Batman White Knight mm-hmm. and you'll be like, Joker got cured. His name is Jack Napier. That's not fucking right. This is a different. Mm-hmm. Like we're familiar with Elseworlds, with movies with casual moviegoers, I literally see myself explaining this to my mom mm-hmm. in a year that yeah. like this this is a different standalone thing, yeah. and it's not actually part of where like Aquaman and Shazam are. It's its own thing, and it's <laughs> and it's just uh, <laughs> I see myself explaining this a million times, and it's not really a smart. It's a smart move, but it's not a smart move. It's interesting. This is kind of one of the unintended consequences of the MCU is now you have to explain that not all the movies are going to be interconnected necessarily. That is, yeah. Because everyone is all of a sudden like, like shared universe, shared yeah. universe. Because 10 years ago, people were like, wait, what? These movies are in the same universe? We should do an episode on shared universes, like announced shared universes. <laughs> like what was the other movie that was it? James Bond. They were going to try to do they a James Bond shared universe. Off universe. They were talking about it and. It fucking fell it, apart. It felt like a trial balloon that they were just going to leak that they were thinking about it just see to see the, the reaction. The reaction yeah. was massively negative. <laughs> so they were like, well, may, maybe not. We'll maybe not. We'll avoid that, that one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the, I think it's a good and a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they could, the, there's a way to market it right. Mm-hmm. Um, if you put a big old fucking imprint on it, it's just like um, – like, and I think, okay, blah, I'm doing I'm doing Words. a Preston I'm doing Words. a Preston thing where I start multiple ideas at one time. <laughs> if you're gonna do this with something that are like movies that is much more casual movie goer, hey, let's go check out this movie. You need to label it much clearer than say like DC Black Label or DC Vertigo. Like if you're reading comics, you know mm-hmm. what Black Label Vertigo that means. Like Marvel Max, these are separate things. Right. With movies, if you just say DC Black. It'll be like, what? But if you say, like, uh, DC Other Worlds mm-hmm. or something like that, that is a very clear indicator that this is a different thing. Right. Like, you can have – you. they're calling it the Worlds of DC. Maybe call it Other Worlds of DC or mm-hmm. Else Worlds of DC. Ooh, that's a great name. We should copyright that. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I – the – uh, so Elseworlds is the like for people who don't know what Elseworlds is. Elseworlds is like the 
They had like uh, Gotham by Gaslight. Right. These like just drastically different uh, Red Sun Red Superman, where he one. landed in landed in Soviet Russia. Mm-hmm. Like these drastically different things. Uh, CW did a little bit of Elseworlds. It was kind of iffy. They were calling it Elseworlds, but it was really just alternate timelines, which is because of course it was because it's kind of different. Mm-hmm. Elseworlds are just like a drastically different scenario, like uh, other other um, universes is a different kind of thing. Um, so like do that if you have this thing where there's a Joker who has an origin and you see this whole thing, call it an Elseworlds. Okay. Like, cause it can be an Elseworlds. Mm-hmm. I love that fucking photo I saw that was, uh, it was like 19, 1989, I think is when Killing Joke was. Probably. No, it was, uh, Killing Joke was after Nightfall Saga. Killing Joke, I should know this. Yeah, you should. This is embarrassing. Killing Joke is a rock band? Huh. <laughs> Interesting. I did not know that. wonder if they came English first. English rock band in 1978. Oh, they definitely came first. Uh, 1988. Okay. So, right before uh, that. So, in 1988, it was like, hey, ha- uh, dr- throw the Joker in some acid. 2019, hey, throw the Joker in society. <laughs> it's a, yeah, good, it's a good, uh, good thing. Uh, society is acid at this point. Yeah. Of course, this movie is based in the 80s, so. Is it really? Yeah. Oh. So, okay, now I see that they could definitely do that, like, him explaining this is the story. Mm-hmm. Like... That might just be the start of it. it was, it's not even a twist yeah. at the end that he's bullshitting. It's just like, yeah. hey, this is my story. And then at the end, it's just like bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So, like, the little kid that he does the smile on, that's probably Bruce Wayne. If they do it as Bruce Wayne, it's going to confuse the fuck out of everyone. Yep. Because there's some limit that you can have. You can just have this movie out here and not have people confused. They'd just be like, oh, it's the Joker thing. But the moment you say that that's Bruce Wayne going to confuse the shit out of everybody that doesn't know what's going on yeah um that's that's a bad idea <laughs> just avoid bruce wayne entirely like yeah. i think honestly that's one of those situations that it's if you're going to do a joker movie let the joker shine mm-hmm. don't bring in bruce wayne like yep. yeah he's going to be in gotham because that's his fucking home yeah but don't bring in bruce wayne don't bring in batman just let the joker shine mm-hmm. it's like when they did it in suicide squad and they brought in the flash and batman it's like no it's a suicide squad movie make it about the suicide squad yeah like maybe a reference like oh yeah batman caught me mm-hmm. or whatever but like don't just don't steal a thunder jerk <laughs> <laughs> this is a small child we're talking about i swear to god if they do the uh, i'm just like making all of these threats to this movie. You're going to go see it. I'm well, I'm going to go see it because Joaquin Phoenix, damn, dude. Yeah. I, I, I'm likely going to go see this objectively. Okay. Just kind of pretend it's not a Joker movie. Okay. <laughs> and just just kind of like let all the Gotham references just pass over my head. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe it'll actually work as a DC movie. It'll yeah. do one of those little narrow paths to success. Yeah. Uh, What else has happened? We've had Game of Thrones teasers, which are all... Hype, hype, hype. Hype, hype, hype. And I've... <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, we've had an in-game trailer, yep. which brought me back on the hype because it's not the same trailer. Yep. <laughs> uh, I don't remember what happens in it. I think uh, you see people. Fight. Oh, you, you see, see Thanos you, briefly. You see them come to Thanos. Right. Thanos is like sitting down. Yeah. What if? Oh man. So everyone's just been coming out and saying like this movie is going to be completely unpredictable and. Unexpected, what if they just so... walk in and they're like, "Hey, Thanos, the fuck, dude," and he's just like sitting there, like, "Yeah." 
I kind of regret it. <laughs> and, like, that's the end. Like, it's just, like, they, they just kind of talk it out. Because, like, I, I if they do that, that'd be kind of akin to, uh, like, post-Judas uh, Judas contract mm-hmm. in, in the comics. So, Slade Wilson... In the in the in the New Teen Titans, like gets Tara, uh, Tara or Tara, Tara Markov, and has her infiltrate the Teen Titans and then betray them. But like, he doesn't really like Tara. He's just like she's fucking uncontrollable and a maniac. Mm. And then she dies. And Beast Boy loved like like loved like girlfriend mm-hmm. Tara, and he's so mad. Like he was like for like a span of about ten issues, which is like, I'm gonna fucking kill Deathstroke. I'm going to murder him. Man, how did they get that in under the Comics Code Authority? <laughs> this was this was like the late eighties. Comics Code Authority was pretty yeah, much didn't give a shit by then. Yeah. Um he was just like, I'm gonna fucking kill him. I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna kill him. And everyone was just like, Beast Boy, stop! Stop this car. And he's like, I'm gonna kill him. And then it ends with them just in a cafe hashing it out. Huh. It's it's really good writing. It's it was really shocking actually. Like I was like reading, I'm like interesting. Like I'm like waiting for Beast Boy to just turn into a rhino, mm-hmm. like in the like just sitting there in the in the booth and just turns into a rhino and attacks him. But yep. like he was like, why did you do this? And he's like, and he like Slade gave him the reasoning, and he's like, I mean, my contract was to defeat you guys. I defeated you guys contract's over i got paid i'll leave you guys alone now mm-hmm. and i'm sorry that this happened and it was just it was like four pages of them just kind of hashing it out huh. and i was like damn well you don't need to fight <laughs> look at them go it was yeah. deathstroke and beast boy who wanted to murder deathstroke just talking about so what if they do that at the end, end game they they like teleport in and there's just him sitting there with like the infinity gauntlet and he's like he just kind of gives it to him he's like fucking sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great if it was like like the very beginning. It's just he talks to death because that's what the whole thing is like. He, I mean, they haven't covered that in the movie. They, no, they almost... allowed for that ambiguity in in uh, Avengers. Yeah, they're like uh, flirting with death, and he's like good or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what if he like actually meets like the embodiment of death, and she's just like, nah, not my type, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like all heartbroken. He's like, well, that was a lost cause. That's a bitch of a sunk cost. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I I'm excited for this. I I think all the hype could be a little misleading because it's Infinity War was bonkers, dude. Yeah. Like it was harrowing. Yeah. I don't know how they can top that, but everyone's I, saying they can top it. Everyone, so. everyone that apparently is in the know is saying that they're going to. So we'll fucking see, dude. Yep. All right. Uh, let's see a couple of more little news items. Uh, Idris Elba is apparently not playing Deadshot. I tweeted what I think it's going to be. Who do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be uh, Bronze Tiger. Okay. Bronze Tiger is a very menacing giant black dude hey, that that, can, right. that has defeated Batman in hand to hand combat. Okay. He is. He's like he's kind of like Wolverine. He's got the claws. Mm-hmm. He doesn't come out of him. They're like they're kind of like um um super glued onto him. No, it's like um. Fucking what the uh, brass brass knuckles oh, okay. kind of brass knuckles kind of things. Okay. Um, there was a version of it in CW that was kind of handled okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most I think the latest version of bronze uh, bronze tiger is an actual tiger. Okay. <laughs> like he's like a standing up tiger who right. can talk. Standy uppy tiger man. Uh, but he's like he's like he was trained by Lady Shiva. He's like the only, one of the only people that can best Batman, f- like flawless fighter, League of Shadows 
level dude. Okay. Um, much better if he was Bronze Tiger than, uh, Deadshot. Deadshot. Okay. Uh, he's the only character that I can think of that. I mean, obviously, you can change the race of a character. They did it with Deadshot. Yeah. Um, so there could be several other characters they could do. Mm-hmm. But if they're like, you know, black, menacing, big man who can fight that we've seen, mm-hmm. put him in Suicide Squad, like, that would be a good role. Like, okay. Will Smith wouldn't even fit Bronze Tiger. Like, Idris Elba would fit Bronze Tiger. So I'm very confident it's going to be Bronze Tiger. Cool. That and I claimed like it the moment I read the article. The article was released two hours before I posted it on Twitter. Right. So, like, it's out there. It's on the internet. I claimed it. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, let's see. The only other thing I have is that apparently Robert Pattinson is going to star in Christopher Nolan's next movie. Oh. And he I've... read he read the script and said that it was insane and awesome. I mean, what else do you fucking expect, yeah. dude? <laughs> yeah. And All right. I actually really trust Robert Pattinson's judgment on that, despite the fact that he got roped into Twilight. Yeah, you know, sometimes you got to do the things you don't want to do. Yeah, he needed need to become famous. He was also apparently just stoned out of his mind. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. No, but, he also um, did Harry Potter. Yeah, Cedric briefly. Diggory. Yep. Uh, Chill stomach, damn. And he did Good Time, which I really like, and he. I don't know. He apparently heard about it because it was like this super no-budget indie movie mm-hmm. from a couple of directors that no one's ever heard of starring no one you've ever seen before. Uh-huh. And he somehow he heard about it or got a copy of the script and he bullied the directors into letting him be the star. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's, it's just randomly this one high-profile Hollywood actor huh. in the midst of all these nobodies. And it's a great movie. Yeah. And he's really great in it. So I'm excited to see how this goes. And he's, Have you seen Twilight yet? I've seen the first one. Is he good in it? <laughs> I, it no a, one could say that dialogue. <laughs> is it a? It's a prequel situation. It's, yeah. Like he's he's a good actor. Yeah, I've seen him in enough other stuff. We should do an episode on actors like great actors in bad roles. Yeah. <laughs> great actors in bad roles. Uh, a apo- uh, uh, asterisk. Not Star Wars prequels because we could just spend this so many, <laughs> so much time on that one. <laughs> Fucking Liam Neeson, Hayden Christensen, uh, Natalie, Natalie Portman, Portman, Ewan McGregor, who still managed to be good in it. Yep. Samuel uh, L. Jackson. Complete waste of him. <laughs> God. <laughs> Fucking waste of talent if you ever uh, saw yeah. one. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Anyway. Any other news? That's all I got. Uh, I think that I've seen nothing else in addition. I saw someone else who got cast in. Um, the the christopher, the nolan. christopher nolan yeah I can't remember who there it was. was a couple of people that i'd heard of but oh uh elizabeth debicki is yes one of them. Yeah, yeah she's good she's quite good I've, I've been liking her work a lot recently so um i don't think i see anything oh the first details about christopher nolan's new film have been revealed well i mean it's just is sort it? of big crazy action movie uh oh sure. uh editor from hereditary uh jennifer okay. lame Cool. So good at editor. Mm-hmm. Good at editor. Right. Yeah. Uh. Oh. All right. Okay. So Matt. So Preston. Ah oh, heck. Ah <laughs> oh, heck boy. <laughs> uh. So guys, heck boy is coming out. Yep. Uh, heck boy is going to be released this week. I still need to get tickets for that. Oh, dude, come on. Yeah. I'll look into I'll, it. I'll, I'll, I'll do that in a minute. I'll let you start talking. Right. I'll look into it. So you probably thought that this was just going to be an ordinary one of our podcast episodes where I where read we just the Wikipedia page and we go on weird tangents. Yeah. Oh, boy, sir. You have been misled. You have been deceived. You have been bamboozled. 
because this is no mere podcast episode, not one of our forced banter Wikipedia article reading forced segue awkward. Uh, I don't remember where I was in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> you had this still rant. true to form, <laughs> but no, this is the one, the only heck boy trivia show. Oh. The only trivia show on the web featuring trivia exclusively about everyone's favorite half demon. I'm cringing so hard. I am just us losers world famous co-host heck Matt. My and I'll be the host of so tonight's show. Right now. now let's meet our unsuspecting contestant. Preston Ropefoos. Fuck, dude, my sphincter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Preston. What? What do you know about Heckboy? He's already? red. All right. Good start. <laughs> and he's got you... a stone fist and a big ass gun. All right. This is a good start. This is a good start. You've, you've seen the movies, right? Oh, so long ago. Okay. I rewatched, I rewatched both of them yesterday. Okay. Uh, first one doesn't hold up, second one does. Really? Yeah. I'd have thought it was the other way around. Uh, the first one, it's got 2004 effects. And I know that there's a guy, or there's like a creature that eats calcium, so they'll go for the teeth first. The tooth fairies. The tooth fairies. Yes. Uh, those are in the second one. But the second one's got better effects, and it's more in command of its story. Gotcha. All right. So anyway, Heckboy trivia. So... In case you're not all f- already familiar, let's go over the rules real quick. Okay. I, I'm not fucking familiar. <laughs> I, I figured. I'm the magnanimous host, and I will ask you a series of questions about Heckboy and his world and mythology, both the comics and the movies, though mostly the comics, because it'll be more fun to watch you struggle to come up with real answers. Cool. Uh, struggle? Dude, I... You- <laughs> Especially with the like the Oscars episode, I can just wing random true. bullshit. This is true. Um, most of these are going to be multiple choice, but I would love to hear your explanations. Okay. Partial credit will be given if you show your work. Okay. Uh, show your work on multiple will be, choice. There will be a couple of true, false, and a couple of free answer. Points will be awarded based on the type and difficulty of the questions. If you reach the grand total... <laughs> sorry, what are you taking to break the laugh at? <laughs> <laughs> Look at the tickets available. So the dark gray are available? The dark gray are available. Okay. Like, 15 tickets have been bought for Hellboy. Yeah. Damn, dude. It, it'll get some people showing up just day of. Is this the right like fucking screening? <laughs> oh, don't get them yet, because I, I need to check my work schedule and make sure I'm not working until like oh. 7 that night. Right. Uh, but anyway, anyway, sorry, continue. Anyway, if you reach the grand total of 666 points, <laughs> you win the game. Fuck but yeah. be warned, you fail to meet that 666 point threshold and you will be eternally condarned to heck fucking continuing that life <laughs> condemned it's condemned not even condemned i know <laughs> i also improvised that because it says in my notes it will result in your eternal darnation oh <laughs> what in darnation yep all right well are you ready to re-begin <laughs> get no give me like uh, I'm, what we're at 41 minutes. Give me 20 minutes. Nope. <laughs> Let go. Let's do this. All right. Question Wait, one. Wait, how many points are each of these points questions worth? Uh, it varies. I'll let you know as they go. Fuck. All right. I'm going to calculate this shit. Okay. Uh, the first one is for 50 points. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like 666. Is... Where's the 16.1? <laughs> You'll hear. Yeah, okay. We'll figure it out. Uh, Heckboy works for the BRPD. What does this stand for? Oh, it's not a multiple choice. No. BRPD. Um, the, (laughs) fuck, God, analogies or acronyms are the hard ones to improv on. I'll give you a hint. It is not the big red paranormal department. Uh, uh, can I get a hint? 
Okay, so is there rules on, like, asking for hints? You can ask for hints. It will cost you some points, but okay. you can ask for hints. Uh, is the P paranormal? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Fuck, how many points was that? Okay, you'll have that'll to tell me. A, that'll be a ten point, ten point to die. Oh, God. Uh, the, um, <laughs> fuck it, it's BRPD? Yep. Big red paranormal department. That's literally the one that I just told you. Did you really? Yeah. Fuck, I did not pay attention because I was listening for the paranormal department part. <laughs> fuck. Uh, uh, the bad, bad reading. <laughs> Clearly you have been bad at reading. <laughs> reading up on your heck play. <laughs> no, it is the Bureau of Bureau for Research and Paranormal Defense. Wait, maybe it's BPRD. If I mix this up, <laughs> do I get the points if you got it wrong? Yes. Yes. Uh, let's see. Nope, that's the Baton Rouge Police Department. <laughs> uh, for... Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense. Par- Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense. <laughs> Forty points for me. All right, I mixed it up. Yes. <laughs> good that, start. Good that start. That is how you get your grade, get good grades in school, kids. You call out the teacher. That's not actually technically right, Mrs. <laughs> yep. That's a great way to endear yourself to your teachers. Do that, kids. Yep. <laughs> uh, question two for 30 points. Before being published through Dark Horse Comics... I'm dating a teacher and I just advertise being an asshole to your teachers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before, before being published through Dark Horse Comics, Mike Mignola cr- pitched the idea to which comics company who rejected it because it dealt with the concept of heck? Was it A... Marvel, B, DC, C, Image, or D, Bazooka? Bazooka. All right. You have failed, sir. What? Not Image, because Hellboy started before Image was founded. And also, I know what was Image. (laughs) Uh, No, he pitched it to DC, and they turned him down. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yep. Nuts. Um, For 20 points, before creating Heckboy... Uh, Mike Mignola did work for both DC and Marvel at one point. While at DC, for which prominent storyline did he design the cover? Was it A, Batman Nightfall, B, The Death of Superman, C, The Killing Joke, or D, Batman, A Death in the Family? Death in the Family. Correct. 20 points to you, sir. Because I knew for a fact it wasn't, uh, um, um superman Mm -hmm. and i knew it wasn't gonna be nightfall okay and i think uh because it was oh my logic my logic got me there but it was the wrong logic i can't remember because he did the cover yes i was thinking about the alternate endings Uh. and i can't remember who who drew that i can't remember the name of him but it wasn't him okay but i was thinking i was like uh that's important yep so he did the cover uh, he also did the art for a famous Elseworlds story for 20 points. Can you tell me what that Elseworlds story was? Ooh! Uh... Fuck. Now I gotta remember years. When, can, uh... can I ask for a general minus 10 when the first issue of Hellboy was published? No, because that's the next question. Oh, god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish you put that question first. Um... Hmm. Oh, dude. Fuck. Final Frontier is not an Elseworld, is it? Is that your final answer? No. 
<sighs> I'm going to say Red Sun. Okay, good guess, but no, Red Sun was relatively recent. Like, I think after 2000, even. I might have to fact-check that one. Yeah. Also, flashback, I wasn't a huge fan of Red Sun, so I don't know much about that That's one. That's true. I didn't finish it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I, go back and finish it. I own it, and I didn't finish it. I did. I really liked it, actually. Yeah. Uh, no, it was Gotham by Gaslight. I would want to fucking guess Gotham, 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 nah. Gotham by Gaslight. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, so, wait, you don't get Because you said prominent Elseworlds. Yeah. So then I was like, it's either like Red Sun or <laughs> Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah. Because there's a ton of other ones. Right. I, I went through the list, and I was like, I've heard of two of these. Yep. <laughs> Uh, all right. So yeah, the next question is: From what year to what year did Heckboy run? From what year to oh, yeah. oh god, you get, you get ten points for guessing each endpoint. Oh mercy, oh jeez, oh gosh. Um, also, I'm rocking sixty points right now, so I'm not gonna make that six hundred sixty-six <laughs> unless there's like a five hundred point question. There's a lot of questions. Oh my god, really? <laughs> this might be a long one. Um, I'm gonna say nineteen. 94 to 2006. Very close. Shit. 1994 is correct. Yes! But it's 2016, not really? 2006. It's yeah. that recent. Yeah. That Fuck. really that surprised me. Because I know Hellblazer ended... Heckblazer. Heckblazer, I apologize. Mm-hmm. Oh, heck, what a blazer. <laughs> I know that ended kind of a while ago, I think. Oh, mm-hmm. man. The more I learn, the less I know. Yeah, I well, I didn't I didn't know that until I was doing research for this episode. Yeah, it the the final story arc, the Heck Boy and Heck. Yeah, ran from 2015 to 2016, which explains why the omnibus stuff didn't come out until this past year. Okay, so hang on a second. My group is meeting right now, and I thought they were meeting at 1:30, so I'm like, fuck. Uh, uh, I thought it was at one thirty. Be there in a bit, but not but bit. Fuck, not but again. Be there bit. in a butt. <laughs> Be there in a butt. All uh, right, all right. Next question for forty points. Which of the following is not a supporting member of the BRPD? Is it A. Liz Sherman, a pyrokinetic human? B. Roger, a remorseful homunculus. For clarification, that's a Frankenstein-esque monster constructed from blood and herbs and incubated in horse manure. uh, C. That was so specific. Lobster Johnson, a human with the hands of a lobster. Or D. Abe Sapien, a fishy character. I know Abe is. I know that one. He's Uh, a fishy character. God damn it. I want to repeat that joke because it's a good joke. I wanted to make it. The... What was it the humongo humongo what homunculus homunculus sounds way too specific for your creativity uh no offense i think lobster johnson correct yeah <laughs> lobster johnson is a character in that universe really and he does show up in the Heckboy comic ah but he doesn't have the hands of a lobster he's actually a 30s v- vigilante who's sort of a comic book hero within the Heckboy universe okay. except he's also actually real hmm. and sort of a brutal brains people with his lobster all right lobster emblem uh his yeah his his ghost shows up okay and helps heck boy uh so yes that's 40 points for you all right for 30 points why is heck boy's right hand so big is it a a demonic weapon passed from father to son b is it the right hand of doom key to releasing the ogdru jihad c is it because of excessive masturbation or d is it because he replaced it with an enchanted stone prosthetic after it was cut off by Karl Ruprecht Cronin? 
I think it's the key. Yes. Correct. It is the right hand of doom, the key to releasing the Ugdru Jihad. That was 30, right? Yep. I vaguely remember that from from the first movie. It is in the first movie. For 20 bonus points, who or what are the Ugdru Jihad? Uh, They are the end of the world. I'll take it. Yeah! They're the... (laughs) They're the seven giant space monsters who've been imprisoned, and they apparently want to break around at the end of the world, but no one really knows why or how or... Who needs a why? Uh, I don't know. Sometimes you just gotta leave this world behind. Yep. <laughs> That's a Letterkenny thing. Just okay. gotta leave this world behind. Alright. Yeah, they are uh, some sort of giant dragon-like monsters. Although they're depicted as more like octopuses in the movie. Mm. Um, And they will bring about the end of the world. And according to some people, then there will be a new world afterwards. Uh, According to some other people, it's just end of the world. So no one really knows. They're just like an alien consciousness that's motivations are unknown and unknowable. Okay. Uh, Connected to all that sort of stuff. Heckboy's true name, Anum Un Rama, would best be translated as A... Beast of the Apocalypse, B, quote, and the seventh seal was opened, end quote, C, quote, and upon his brow is set a crown of flame, end quote, or D, stubby. Uh, I want to say the crown of flame. Yes, correct. For 30 points. Yes! I am, (laughs) oh, I'm so good at just, okay, so like my logic behind that was just the fact that we've seen a crown of flame. This is true, yes. Uh, his true form, with the horns fully grown, full th- full has, horns and a, crown of has a little crown of fire up there, because he actually is the Beast of the Apocalypse. Pentecost. Right. Yeah. That's a religious Church joke. Church reference. Yay! <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but he is he is the literal Beast of the Apocalypse, who's sent to You know what I imagine? The end of the world. Like, so, with every story in religion, there is a kernel of truth or something that led to maybe a more uh, exaggerated story. Mm-hmm. So, like, the... Kind of, if you think rationally, not like rationally, but if you think kind of like realistically about like the story of Pentecost, where uh, people, uh, like the spirit of, like the Holy Spirit bounced from people to people, and you could see like little things of flame like above their head, kind of that's the that's the imagery of it. Mm-hmm. What if the actual thing happened that just a fuck ton of people's hair just caught on fire, <laughs> and there's just a bunch of people running around maniacally? Because I believe Pentecost is also when all the tongues, like, yep. In Babylon, like all of them started speaking. So it wasn't that they just started speaking different languages, that everyone was screaming bloody murder because their fucking heads were on fire. Okay. That's my interpretation of Pentecost. Right. Moving on! <laughs> Moving on. For 40 points, which of the following was not a recurring enemy of Heckboy in the comics? Was it A, Loki, Norse god of mischief? B, Grigory Rasputin, Russian mystic? C, Baba Yaga, the folkloric Russian witch? Or D, Hecate, Greek goddess of magic, ghosts, and necromancy. I'm going to say Loki. Good guess. Yes! Yes! It makes sense, because they wouldn't want him to cross over with Marvel. Although, I'm sure it's not a rights issue, because, like, gods are public domain. Yeah, gods are absolutely public domain. Like, uh... So that's actually an interesting thing about, like, comics, is that Marvel tends to use Norse. Because they've got Thor and all that whole lore. Mm -hmm. DC uses Greek. Right. Uh, there's a bit of Roman. Uh, Aquaman kind of chills out with the Romans, mm-hmm. Roman gods, which are essentially the fucking like he's like, oh Neptune, mm-hmm. like, yeah, by Neptune's yep. beard. Um, that's from SpongeBob. Oh, 
<laughs> Didn't uh, know that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's yep. a fun little fact. So I was yeah. kind of going off the off of that. Uh, yeah, so Rasputin, of course, is the villain in the first movie, and he is the guy who summons Hellboy to Earth. Heckboy to Earth, excuse me. Uh, Bobby. <gasps> Guy's mad cursed. <laughs> if you're willing to count, that is my one and only curse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Baba Yaga is kind of a recurring enemy. She is, uh, sort of the same kindred spirit as Rasputin in the comics. Um, she doesn't like Hellboy because he shot her in the eye. As Hellboys want to do. That tends to give you some vengeance against someone. Yeah. She's a she's a fun character. She she lives in a house that walks around on chicken legs. How far are you in Walking Dead? Uh, season four. Nope, early season four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then Hecate shows up a variety of places. Is it actually Hecate or is it Hellate? But you're continuing that joke. No, Hecate, the Greek goddess. Oh, okay. H-E-C-A-T-E. Okay. Uh, okay. Moving on. Uh, oh, I just wanted to go back real quick. So, it's interesting. It, his villains come a lot from folklore and a little bit from mythology, but mostly his stuff is more folkloric. Okay. You read the short stories, and it's like, here's this little myth about a evil Irish spirit or something. And he fights an evil Irish spirit. I just want to cut back to that my rationale behind not choosing Image Comics is what he proposed was because I was pretty sure they started before Image Comics. But if he started in 1994, Image Comics had just started. So that right. would have been prime opportunity for him to pitch. Exactly. Well, no. It was before they started going into other things. So they were doing just like straight superheroes uh, and not taking in other talent just yet. This so is true. my logic was still fairly sound. Okay. Shout out to me. <laughs> <laughs> for accidentally hitting your logic. Yep. All right. Uh, for 30 points, at one point during the Heckboy comics, the demon Astaroth, Grand Duke of the Infernal Regions, says, quote, truly this is our blackest hour, end quote. What causes him to say so? Is it A, Heckboy's acceptance of his destiny as Beast of the Apocalypse? B, the dragon, capital D dragon, like from Revelation, mm-hmm. escaping from its prison? Is it C, two-year-old Heckboy trying pancakes for the first time? Or is it D, Heckboy finally descending to Heck? I really fucking hope it's the pancakes. It is. Yes! <laughs> the first the first short story in the volume one of the short stories is just like a little two-page story about uh, Heckboy and his, um, I don't know, his handler on this military base is uh, like, here, we have to have breakfast and we're going to give you pancakes. And he's never had pancakes. He's like, no, I don't want them. They're yucky. And he's like, one bite, you have to try them. And he takes the pancakes and he puts it in his mouth and he's like, Little little baby Heckboy's like, hey, I like it. And then it cuts to, to Heck, and the demon Astroth is talking to another one. And the other, this lesser demon says, it is over. The boys tried the pancakes. <laughs> and Astroth <laughs> says, truly, this is our darkest hour. <laughs> that is amazing. Which is, it's really adorable, but it's also... I think cuts to the the core of who Heckboy is because he's just a demon who has to bring about the end of the world. He's, Don't give him joy. <laughs> well, yeah, he's he's a demon that's got to bring about the, the end of the world, but he also rejects his demonhood and his birthright and his destiny because he likes the human world. Yeah, and so this is sort of the his indoctrination into the human world. So what we know pancakes. is that pancakes are a gateway drug and cigars and giant guns. Accurate. Careful, kids. Don't eat those pancakes. Well. <laughs> or do. 
Or do if you want to smoke cigars and giant, and giant yeah, guns. Yeah. Sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. And by giant guns, we don't mean like 50 cal like Goss cannons or anything. We're talking about like a really large revolver. Yes. <laughs> uh, How many points was that one? Uh, that was 30 points. 30 points. Yeet. I did also want to point out that it's good that you didn't choose answer A. Hackboy's acceptance of his, of his destiny as Beast of the Apocalypse because his entire character arc is him just rejecting that over and over again. Mm. He does not want to fulfill that destiny. <laughs> um, all right. For 30 points, uh, after some time at the BRPD when he's just doing his, his normal paranormal research and defense, I uh, definitely have that all flipped around everywhere I have. <laughs> That's bad. Uh, the BPRD. Uh, at the end of the Conqueror Worm storyline, he ends up leaving the BPRD. What induces him to do so? Is it A, the BPRD planting a bomb on Roger as a failsafe measure? Is it B, the death of Liz Sherman? Is it C, the revelation of his true destiny as Beast of the Apocalypse? Or is it D, the revelation that he is, in fact... Not the human son of Dr. Broom, but is, in fact, a half-demon complete with red skin, horns, and tail. He realizes, like, <laughs> wait a minute! Something's different! <laughs> it's like, you know, I was a little suspicious about this giant stone fucking hand and the tail, but I never gave it more than a, more than a second thought. But now that I'm thinking about it, maybe the horns are indicative of something special about me. <laughs> Can you read the question or the answers again? All right. <laughs> I was just way too attached to that joke. Okay, so I'm going to skip that one. But uh, the BPRD planting a bomb on Roger is a failsafe measure. The death of Liz Sherman or the revelation of his true destiny as Beast of the Apocalypse. I think the death of Liz Sherman. Incorrect. Fuck. She's not actually a love interest in the comics. Damn it. She's just a work associate. He Damn does it. have a variety of love interests, uh, ranging from Russian ghosts to normal Irish women. Oh. Um, eh, not a far leap from those. No. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow. Uh, <laughs> Irish, women and war- Irish women and Russian ghosts yes. are about 3% different. Yep. Uh, let's see. His logic. the the revelation of his true destiny as Beast of the Apocalypse is close because he's kind of it's put together at that point and he's like I've got a lot of things to think about but the actual inciting incident is the BPRD planting a bomb on Roger because mm. when they first meet Roger uh, Liz accidentally brings him to life with her fire magic and that mm. really drains her and puts her close to death. And Roger starts out as a bad guy for about an issue but then a bigger homunculus shows up and he's like well I don't want to this guy to destroy the world i'm gonna be a good guy now and so he beats the bigger homunculus and okay. it's actually a really great storyline it might be my favorite you gotta lend all those to me on the storyline really they're do. fucking huge aren't they yeah there's oh, like there's six volumes and they range probably between three and five hundred pages each <laughs> it's good stuff though a yeah of, a lot of good stuff in there yeah so heck boys this is this is sort of brings back him to the fact that he knows that he's not human yeah and he's like what separates wait a minute something's (laughs) different (laughs) yeah well no because he he realizes (laughs) just imagine i'm just just this joke is too good for me i just imagine like the moment he realized that he's taking a piss and just looks down and goes wait i got a red penis and then he just like looks over like the mirror that's like to his side and he's like wait a minute i'm red (laughs) 
And then his horns just grow, like, all the way back, and then he yep. gets the crown of fire, and it just, like, immediately beca- just brings about the end of the world immediately. Yep. It's just the moment he realizes it that it's just <laughs> the end of the world. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. They've all, everyone's always been saying, it's just like, no, you're not red, you're just blushing really hard. Mm-hmm. God, <laughs> uh, we should move on. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, though my point was, oh yeah, he likes he likes the human world, but he knows that he is apart from it, and he's this monster. And so when this organization that he works for and has a lot of time invested in a lot of friends, when they finally inform him that uh, he's or that when they when they put a bomb on Roger, he's like, this is because you see Roger as a monster. You kind of see me as a monster, too. You kind of see Abe as a monster, too. What separates us from them? I can't put up with this. You're you're not treating us right. I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. For 20 points, when Heckboy leaves the BPRD, where does he go? Is it A, Heck, B, Africa, C, Mars, or D, Russia? Africa. Yes, that is correct. I remember that you were talking about that you think a lot of his lore, or that he should he should be black because a lot of his lore seems to come from African lore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I pay attention sometimes. Yep. That was definitely me also trying to just incite a little controversy because he probably shouldn't be black, but... You know, yeah, he he goes to Africa. Oh, by the way, I shrugged. Yeah, like really hard yeah. shrug. Like I was like, it was like my my shoulder hit my ear. You might have heard it. You might have heard the shrug. <laughs> <laughs> no, he goes to he goes to Africa because he says, "quote I visited there once and I liked it." Huh. So he goes to Africa and he hangs okay. out. Yeah, uh, he doesn't go to Heck not yet, not until Heck Boy and Heck. He doesn't go to Mars. That's Doctor Manhattan. Get it together. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't go to Russia, although there are a lot of ties to Russian folklore and mythology with Baba Yaga. And Rasputin's not exactly mythological, but there's a lot of myth-making surrounding him. Yeah. Um, Kashe the Deathless shows up. He's the, the guy from Firebird. Oh. Bad guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of Africa, though, uh, for 20 points, true or false? Heckboy's origin is secretly as a cyclical rebirth of the African mythological figure Makoma. True. Eh. Damn it. False. <laughs> His story parallels the myth, but it's not literally tied to him. Okay. Yeah. So he's. That's one of the short stories. It's a two issue sto- short story. Not gonna lie, I totally didn't hear the question. I was just going 50 50 on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He meets a mummy that explains the myth to him, and he's like, hmm, this kind of parallels my story. Oh. And then the right. mummy falls to dust and he gets kicked out of the fancy old white people club that it's located in oh good <laughs> uh all right while he's on his vacation um he participates in a story this story the third wish is a loose reselling of which hans christian anderson fairy tale for 30 points is it a the ugly ducking duckling ugly ducking <laughs> B, the steadfast tin soldier. C, Jack and the Beanstalk. Or D, the Little Mermaid. Which one would fit most to him? Because like you wouldn't just tell a story like in a, when you're writing something mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, here's this other story that already exists. It has to match. It is so a it's, very loose retelling. It's I'll say that. either Jack and the Beanstalk because it's something that this little person needs to defeat a really big fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Or it's the ugly duckling because it's an outsider that turns out to be a badass in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go with the ugly duckling. 
good guess because Jack and the Beanstalk isn't even Hans Christian Andersen. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, but the answer is D, the Little Mermaid. Oh, what? He falls into the ocean and meets some mermaids who are uh, ask for wishes from a sea witch called the Bog Roosh. Do I get point uh, some points for showing my work on that one? I'll give you ten points for showing your work Sweet. on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so he he has a tangle with some some mermaids and an evil sea witch who grants wishes, but the wishes come at a high cost. Gotcha. So some yeah. say not talking. Exactly. <laughs> Don't actually remember what the mermaid gets cursed with. It's been a while since I read that one. Oh, okay. I just remember that it's kind of yeah. like Little Mermaid. Yep. Uh, all right. Then, eventually, after more adventures and drinking with dead people, uh, Heckboy returns to normal life and immediately gets embroiled in his grand overarching final conflict. Conflict? Conflict. Uh, for 40 points, part of this conflict is because he reveals something about him, or he learns something about himself. He's red! <laughs> <laughs> He looked down and saw a red this penis. something is his ancestry on his mother's side of the family. So for 40 points on his human mother's side of the family, Heckboy is a descendant of which mythological character? Is it A, Hercules, B, King Arthur, C, Isildur, or D, Beowulf? God, dude. Don't even fucking throw that Isildur at me. Just don't even, don't offend me with that. Fuck. How cool would that be, though, if it that, crossed over with Such Middle a Earth? big crossover. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Beowulf. Good guess, but it is King Arthur. Really? Yeah. They brought an Arthurian legend into this. Yeah, they, the the whole third volume of the um, like the omnibus editions, and the so the Wild Hunt storyline and the Storm and the Fury storyline, which is him just kind of coming to his final conflict. Also, what the new movie is based on, apparently. Oh. Uh that is uh it's very steeped in arthurian legend uh, morgan lefay shows up and um oh yeah because she's a dc villain mm-hmm. yep well she does some shit okay she usually what she's up to yeah also just like back in the original arthurian legends yep yep uh yeah no because he's the descendant of mordred who's secret descendant of arthur because his mother was a witch and witches are all descended from famous bad people okay it's true all right it's a true story true story yep uh yeah so he's descended from king arthur which means that he is actually the rightful king of england and has the ability to raise all of the dead soldiers who have been promised to to wait for king arthur's return so a big plot point is him deciding whether or not to fulfill that destiny and raise an army of the dead to fight against his Final destiny enemy. True or false, Heckboy faces his ultimate destiny in a final final climactic battle when Morgan Le Fay becomes a vessel for the Ogdra Jihad and decimates the population of England. False. Correct. Yes. It's Nimuya who is possessed by the Ogdra Jihad I knew and that decimates I the population of England. That. How many points was that? 20 points. 20 points. No. Yeah, so that's his whole big nope. climactic battle is she is... Uh, wanting to take over and destroy the world and then become queen of the, the new world, which yeah. is mostly just ashes and demons. Conquering queen. All right. Uh, for 20 bonus points, who is Nimuya? Uh, he's that fish that was looking for his dad, right? It's a she. <laughs> <laughs> also likely not a fucking clownfish. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Although, I'll one. give you a hint. The character is tied in some way to water. Uh, is she a siren? No. Good guess, though. Damn it. 
She's the Lady of the Lake from Arthurian Legends. Loch Ness? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah! <laughs> I'll give you 10 points for that. Yay! All right. For what? Like five points for the Loch Ness and five points for the Pretty Nemo much. joke? Pretty much. <laughs> All I'm right. proud of that Nemo joke. <laughs> that fucking fish that was looking for his dad, right? Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Getting near to the end of the story here, because you can tell, because the next question for 30 points is, why does Heckboy end up in Heck? Uh, is he A, oh. uh, does a vengeful Nimuye, the Blood Queen, take his soul as she herself descends to Heck, or rather is dragged by 500 dead witches? Um, is he B, killed by the capital D dragon in their final battle? C, does he willingly condemn himself as a sacrifice to save humanity? Or D, does he make a left turn at Albuquerque and get lost? Oh, please do not be he sacrifices himself. That is so cliche, but I'm going to say that one. Incorrect. Oh, thank God. A vengeful Nimue takes his soul as she herself descends to heck. God, if that whole fucking thing ended with him just being like, I'll go instead. <laughs> That'd be so lame. No, yeah. He, well, he fights. So Nimue gets possessed by the Ogdru Jihad and, like, becomes a giant. I just bonked the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> Welcome to the mic bonkers. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, she she becomes a giant dragon, and there's a massive lightning storm that decimates the population of England. Um, and it's, uh, it's very big and scary, but Hellboy fights the dragon, and he gets Excalibur. Uh, that's actually the sword in the... The trailer, so that's oh, okay. presumably going to be a plot point in the movie is him trying to find Excalibur okay. or something like that. Um, fights the dragon, stabs the dragon, kills the dragon. Nimue's spirit comes out and grabs his soul as she herself is being he find his dad? dragged down to the depths. Uh, what notable villain does Heckboy kill early his in dad. the Heckboy and Heck storyline? Is it A, Hitler, B, Che Guevara, C, Satan, or D, Azael, his father? Hitler. Fuck. <laughs> you want to stick with his dad? Is it his dad? Incorrect. It's oh, damn it. Satan. Damn it! It is Satan. Because when Heckboy comes to Heck, apparently there is a new prophecy and he has a new destiny that he's going to uh, kill Satan and become the, the rightful king of the of there. So all the all the demons... Of and, there. Of, of the, the of, there. Of the of there. Heck. Of that place down there. That <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so all of the, the demons and all of the princes of Heck flee and take their armies with them. Uh, and so uh, I'm going to, I'm going to drop out of trivia mode for a second and just say that I really love the, the Hellboy in Hell storyline because it's just mostly Hellboy wandering around empty streets by himself because there's no one there. Yeah. And it's just a completely different vision of hell. And I love it. It's, yeah. it's really quiet. There's no like grand climactic final battle or anything. Yeah. He, he fights a few people, a couple of angry cousins and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, he, he kills Satan, but he, doesn't know about it interesting like he doesn't realize it yeah he just he can't help it he has to, he ends up fulfilling his destiny accidentally oh whoops yeah oops fulfilled my destiny yep fuck i'm red <laughs> <laughs> uh all right taking a taking a detour uh for a second into movie land where did the idea from the for the golden army the uh i guess it's sort of the giant MacGuffin of the second movie where did that idea come from there's multiple joys or not no this is not uh, forty. There's forty points possible, but I will award points based on accuracy and creativity. Guillermo del, del Toro's f- sex fantasy. Reasonably close. 
Oh, God, what? <laughs> Cut out the sex part, and you're right on. Really? Yeah, I mean... Just his mind? Just, yeah, just like, this, one's, just... this one's completely made up. There's no ties except broadly thematically back into the actual Hexboy stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, though we did work with Mike Mignola uh, to put it together. They were thinking about adapting a couple of different storylines and then uh, ended up ditching them because Guillermo had been working on Pan's Labyrinth, which is all about like fairies and mm-hmm. sort of this hidden world. And so he ties a lot of those ideas back into Golden Army uh, and sort of the, the whole mythology behind that. And Mike Mignola's like, yeah, this is really good. And so they just kind of hashed it out together. Okay. Uh, How many points do I get? No, I'll give you 30 points for that. Yay! All right. The sex part lost me 10 points. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yep. All right. The final question for 55 points. The famous three. How the fuck am I supposed to get 666 <laughs> points with this? <laughs> the three famous solid objects which appear on the last page of the last issue of Heckboy and Heck originated in the short in use in universe fairy tale The Magician and the Snake. Besides Mike Mignola, who was co credited with writing the story and where was it pitched? Is it A, Guillermo del Toro on the set of Heckboy 2 The Golden Army? Was it B, Katie Mignola, Mike's seven-year-old daughter while walking home from school? Was it C, Alan Moore in a rambling, unsolicited letter delivered one morning to Mignola's doorstep by a trained snake? Or was it D, Mark Hamill in an elevator at Comic-Con? Oh, I'm going to say Mark Hamill. Good guess. Incorrect. It was Katie Mignola. It was his seven-year-old daughter. I was going to say that one until you said Mark Hamill. (laughs) Because I just feel like Mark Hamill's everywhere. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, Comic-Con is his domain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they probably did meet in an elevator. Oh, but I'm sure. No, yeah, it's a, it's just a cute little fairy tale that his daughter told him one day while they were walking home from school. And so he went home and he wrote, like, he wrote up the fairy tale. And then he tied it back into the, the last page of the last story of yeah. his entire massive two-decade creation. Yeah. And he... The, the three solid objects become sort of this ambiguous symbol for something. And there's just so much room for interpretation. It's absolutely beautiful. And it came from the mind of a child. And life is just so beautiful and I can't get over it. And you get no points for that question. Fuck. <laughs> My uh, fun fact, the story Ross, the big villain's name is Victoria. Okay. Um, fucking spoiler. Um, and uh, I walked into my boss's office and his youngest daughter, uh, Annie, had drawn a picture of like she like designed a dress and it was like this like kind of stick figure dress mm-hmm. and the lady's name was the girl's nickname was Victoria and I'm like you know what I'm gonna fucking do I'm gonna I'm gonna put Victoria in that dress at some point in the comic just like okay hopefully he doesn't take it down before <laughs> before I get to that <laughs> that'll yep. be years yep anyway yeah so Guillermo del Toro would have been a good answer there because they did collaborate yeah especially on the set of yeah on, like if. if the fact that it's like the last story or the last page of the last story, mm-hmm. which would in 2016. Right. And Golden Army came out in like, what, 20, 2008? Eight. Yeah. Yeah, like way long ago. Yeah. Uh, Alan Moore actually is apparently a Heckboy fan. I'm done. Surprise me. Heckboy is yeah. fucking great, dude. Yeah. And Alan Moore <laughs> out here. is mostly insane, but. Yeah. Probably has good taste when he. And also, like, that's not a terrible, like, you, you wouldn't super doubt that if he just sent a trained snake. Yeah. Because Alan Moore's fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. He worships the snake god, so. Does he? Yeah. Oh, look at him go. Yeah. You do you, boy. Yep. And he definitely would send a rambling, unsolicited letter. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that Yeah, that wasn't even the question. Yep. Yeah. All right. So your final to- point total. Should be like. I have it at 400. Really? 
Yep. Yeah. That's 310. Yeah. Right. Maybe I was more generous than probably. Probably. I probably just didn't tell you on a couple. Oh, okay. Tell you the point total or something. Yeah, 400 points. Well, short of your 666 yes. goal, you have been eternally condarned. Damn it! It was also the game was rigged from the start. The maximum number of points yeah, possible I know. was 665. You piece of shit. <laughs> the point is, you can't escape your destiny. Oh, I was gonna put on just the victory like, hat, just like Heckboy. I was going to put on the you victory hat. You are consigned head. to your destiny no I matter what. I put on the what. victory hat anyway. You try to avoid it. You try to deny it. You try to go and have a little lear- little mermaid adventure. Your destiny will come back to haunt I've you. I've got the fucking victory hat. Okay. Come on. Fucking camera. Right. I want to make this <laughs> You're joke. struggling here. All right. I'm putting that on Instagram. Okay. It's please me do. flipping Matt off with the victory hat on. <laughs> yeah. No. But that was kind of my whole grand metaphor here was that. It's all about destiny. You, you put too much thought into this, and I it. fucking appreciate it. <laughs> Spent literally like the last entire two days writing this whole thing. Good God, dude. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, no. Uh, I just wanted to say a couple overarching things about Hellboy, because he's a cool character. And I just... I, I've been t- I talked about him as I was reading the comics, but I, I love the way the mythology is constructed. Where it's not just scattershot, okay, we're going to pull in from this thing, and then he'll have a story where he fights this demon or monster from this folklore. Yeah. Because there is a lot of that, but it's all, everything ties back to and is centered on sort of his destiny and yeah. his, his grand universe vision. And it's it's just an incredibly well put together world. And I'll have to it's read a cool it. character. And I'm kind of worried about the movie because they're immediately jumping to the overarching, like, final battle story yeah which means we're not gonna have enough time to get invested in the character and understand him avoiding his destiny and all that stuff dad turn your phone off (laughs) (laughs) but uh anyway yeah this has been heckboy trivia all right that was way better than our normal things all right we should try i'm gonna try to we have fan theories and stuff so we might have to let me take this one. have you looked at fan theories yet for infinity war not really okay let me do this one and i'll try to think of some good ways to okay interpret that all right um all right shouts we matt we shouts thanks everyone for listening my coffee to- finally kicked in in the last 30 minutes of this nice so the beginning of this was super exhausting now i'm okay <laughs> all right yeah thanks everyone for tuning in to the one and only heck boy trivia show the only internet show on the net where you can find heck boy trivia that's probably not true but i'm not gonna look it up we won't be held liable uh let's see what are you supposed to do you're supposed to check us out on soundcloud and itunes and podbean and you can also find us on Facebook if you want to reach the show. Uh, if you want to send us a tweet about something, <laughs> do it on Twitter, where we're at Justice Losers Pod. We're also oh, on Instagram. Tweet us on Facebook. Tweet us on Facebook. Send us an Instagram through Gmail. Yep. And I'm out of funny things to say with that. Uh, check out Instagram where you can see Preston flipping me off with his victory hat on. Yep. Uh, don't forget to hit up our Gmail if you got fan theories about, uh, I don't know, anything. Joker, Endgame, Game of Thrones, Heckboy, whatever. Something. Uh, yeah, that'd be the place to do it. That's justusloserspod at gmail.com. Next week is next week fan theories? Next week is fan theories. Next week is fan theories. This is going to be, are we doing just Endgame or Endgame and Game of Thrones? Or? Uh, ooh. Let's just do in-game. Okay. We'll save fan theories. I think fan theories are more fun to just talk about in person. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. We're going to be doing Endgame Fan Theory. So if you have got the best Endgame Fan Theory, if you know how this is all going to go down, you can hit us up on one of those places that I just listed and tell us all about it. And we will probably steal it and make fun of it. Or maybe it'll be really good and we'll steal it and make fun of it. Uh, I think that's all the things I'm supposed to say. So thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Oh, bye. <laughs> one more. <laughs>